welcome to the Nursing Standard podcast. I'm Flavia Munn, editor of Nursing Standard. This episode of the podcast is examining kindness and its importance to nursing practice, workplace culture, and also to yourself. We'll consider what it means to be kind, how these behaviours can influence person-centred care, and also, conversely, how being unkind impacts on patients, service users, and colleagues. Joining me to discuss this topic is William Gage, a lecturer in adult nursing at King's College London, who has written a popular CPD article for Nursing Standard. So hello, welcome to the podcast, William. Hi, Flavia. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you very much for joining us. So I wanted to start um, really by asking um, what kindness means. So we know kind is one of the most uh, frequently used words in the English language, as, as you explain in your article for us. Um, but can you can you tell us what, what the word means? Yeah, absolutely. So I think kind is more than just being nice. Um, being kind involves some sort of discretionary effort. Um, by this, I, I mean making an active effort to go above and beyond what you might normally be expected to do. So you'll often hear people describing this as going the extra mile. We'll all have experience of someone doing something that we didn't really expect, but really appreciated nonetheless. Kindness is linked to the concepts of compassion, which literally means suffering with and also empathy. Uh, which is really walking in someone else's shoes. Um, But kindness often has a more practical element. Um, So kindness is about being empathetic, but it's also about how we behave, how we offer practical support to each other, which can be both emotional and psychological. Thank you. And and why is kindness so important in healthcare? It might sound like an obvious question, but I think it's important that that we um, cover that. Yeah, so kindness is often seen as something soft or or an added extra. However, I think it's absolutely fundamental to what we do as nurses. Um, Firstly, the evidence suggests that it's often what patients value most when thinking about their experience of care uh, and their interaction with healthcare professionals, actually. Um, Secondly, it it has a really demonstrable positive impact on outcomes for patients across a whole range of conditions. Uh, both physical, such as uh, irritable bowel syndrome and post-operative pain, for example, uh, right through to psychological well-being, such as helping to relieve anxiety and stress. But thirdly, I think how we interact with each other as as healthcare professionals, either on a one-to-one basis or in a team, has a direct impact on our own sense of well-being and also our performance at work. So when someone's unkind to us, we know that we expend emotional time and effort on our own recovery, which is really time that could be better focused on patients and patient care. So communicating with civility and kindness really helps to foster better team morale and psychological safety. And by that, really, I mean the ability to speak up and raise concerns, which helps to promote patient safety and high quality care. So I think it's even more important, uh, given the unprecedented operational challenges in healthcare at the moment and uh, the increasing pressure brought on by the COVID pandemic, um, being kind towards each other in healthcare has never been more important. Yeah, absolutely. And you also talk about um, purposeful behaviour in your article. And can can you tell us what what that is and how does it help um, 
nurses in supporting patients, service users and, and their families? Sure. So purposeful behaviour is where we deliberately behave in a particular way uh, to actively demonstrate kindness towards patients, service users and, and families in our care. So purposeful behaviour is about considering how we communicate in a kind way. Uh, this involves taking the time to really listen and respond to the concerns of others and providing a practical response in a genuine, honest and timely way. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the interview, this might be offering practical help, such as taking the time to help someone who looks lost, for example, or psychological help, such as providing emotional support for families who are caring for a relative. Um, many experts talk of how compassion fatigue can lead to some healthcare professionals building defensive walls, if you like, to protect themselves from the emotional labour of caring. Um, but I think that refocusing on behaving kindly towards patients and actually towards one another can really help us to reconnect with our core values as nurses. Mm, mm, absolutely. Um, and kindness is also crucial to good working relationships. So what can happen to a team when when there is unkindness and how can nurses seek to address this? So I'm thinking, you know, when, for example, a, a colleague is consistently rude. Yeah, so I've already mentioned what we know. Sorry. Yeah, what we know, what uh, what happens when we experience rudeness. Um, so it's something we've all experienced in our careers, I'm sure. It can make us feel a whole range of emotions. So anger, <clears throat> guilt, shame, frustration, uh, defensiveness, just some of the examples. Um, but our morale, our motivation and our ability to provide the best care to our patients can really be impacted whilst we deal with these negative emotions. Um, similarly, how we work together as a team can be negatively impacted. Trust and open communication is a really important part of effective teamwork. So where this is eroded by unkind behaviour, the ability to respond and learn in a fast paced clinical environment is likely to be damaged and will have an impact on the quality of care that we can give. Um, I think the best way to address unkind behaviour is to challenge it directly. Uh, focusing on behaviours and how this impacts on you and the team rather than on the sort of personal characteristics of the individual who's being rude. Um, I'm not saying this is easy. So if you don't feel comfortable in doing it directly, um, make sure you seek support from friends or colleagues and make sure you speak to your manager or someone else in your organisation who you trust. Uh, and who can take appropriate action. So speaking to uh, human resources is always an option. Um, if poor behaviour is potentially impacting on patient safety, all trusts have a freedom to speak up, Guardian, which is another option. But I think the most important thing is uh, that you tell someone. Yeah, some really helpful advice there. Thank you. And what about leaders? Um, you know, what what models can can they refer to in in trying to sort of spread or instill compassion among their teams? So I think the idea of compassionate leadership, uh, described by Michael West and colleagues, is is really compelling and helpful in thinking about how leaders can role model and embed kindness in practice. Um, compassionate leadership really involves a focus on relationships uh, through careful listening, understanding, empathising and supporting others, all the things that we've talked about uh, that demonstrate kind behaviours. Um, 
it's really about accepting that a key leadership role is in helping people to reach their potential to do their best work. So I would really recommend anyone in a leadership role in healthcare, which actually is all of us to some extent, um, to look at the work of Michael West and colleagues. Thank you. And I just wanted to ask you um, finally um, about uh, self-kindness. So sort of, you know, how, how can nurses uh, practice it? And also, how does it differ from resilience, which, you know, can sometimes be seen as a negative term in, in nursing, you know, for, for reasons, you know, such as, um, you know, the, the factors impacting on their stress, such as short staffing, are, are beyond an individual nurse's control. So um, can, can you tell me about uh, self-kindness and also um, the, the difference between that and, and resilience? I actually think resilience can be a really unhelpful term. Um, mm. I think describing feelings of sort of an overwhelming stress in response to very challenging working environments as a, a lack of personal resilience can actually feel like uh, an individual being blamed for what's a perfectly normal response to circumstances which are often beyond their control. Um, I think the sort of superhero narrative of healthcare workers uh, particularly uh, during the COVID pandemic is sometimes unhelpful. Um, it perpetuates the idea that as a healthcare professional we're expected to carry on whatever the circumstances. Um, but in a strange way I think the renewed emphasis on staff well-being has been one of the sort of positive impacts on nursing um, of the pandemic. As nurses we can't provide high quality care to our patients if we're not being looked after ourselves. Uh, and that's our own mental and physical well-being. So um, self-kindness is really, I think, about behaving in a way that allows us to listen to ourselves, to, to reflect on where we are at in terms of our own well-being, uh, engage in whatever activities help us to maintain an effective work-life balance. And uh, I think perhaps most importantly, seek help and support early where we feel that we might not be coping. Um, I think where we can, we, we, we can work together to raise uh, and address some of the bigger challenges that face us as nurses and the healthcare system. But we we can only do that if we take the time to ensure that um, ourselves and our colleagues are supported and motivated. And I think being kind is a really important way uh, in which we can make that happen. Mm, mm. That is a lovely way to end the, the podcast. So thank you very much for um, taking us through um, kindness. And also um, listeners can read more in, in William's article, um, which is uh, published on, on Nursing Standard. Um, and finally, just, just thank you very much, uh, William, for taking part in the podcast. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for having me.